Congratulations, you're listening to the most effective advertising campaign in the world. That's right, this campaign for the Master of Advertising Effectiveness is more effective than any other ad campaign in the world because it doesn't just get advertising and marketing people to take our program, but those people then go on to improve the commercial results for the brands they work on, adding millions of dollars of value to their organizations, which are sometimes small and sometimes absolutely massive. And when you add all of that value up and divide it by the perfectly calculated yet modest amount we spend on this campaign, our return on investment is one to almost infinity. So join me and walk, become a master of advertising effectiveness and be part of the most effective advertising campaign in the world. Go immediately to mae.academy. That's mae.academy. Hello and welcome to the Walk podcast. My name is Anna Hamill and I'm Senior Editor for Brands at Walk. Today's episode is part of a new collection interviewing marketing leaders at some of the world's most influential brands. In today's episode, Becky Moffat is joining us. She's the Chief Marketing Officer for HSBC in the United Kingdom. In this interview, we talk about how the current economic upheaval is affecting the brand's marketing strategy, how she makes the case for marketing investment to the C-suite, and how humour and storytelling increased engagement for what can often be a low-interest category. Enjoy the conversation. Becky, thank you so much for joining the Walk podcast to talk with us today. Thank you. Delighted to be here. It would be great if you could just briefly introduce yourself to our listeners and describe some of the brands, teams and initiative that you oversee in your role at HSBC. Absolutely. So I'm Becky Moffat. I'm the CMO um, for HSBC in the UK. Um, I look after all of our brands and lines of business in the UK bank, so quite a broad role. Um, what that means is that I'm responsible for our marketing activity from everything from our private bank through to our retail customers, um, our large corporates to our startups, um, and also our First Direct and Marks and, Marks and Spencers bank brands as well. Wow, it sounds as though you <laughs> are a very busy lady. I'd love to start with just a little bit of, I guess, real-time context here, because the UK in particular has had a really difficult 18 months economically with the inflation crisis, the cost of living crisis, and now we see interest rates are soaring. And as we're recording this, uh, the Bank of England has once again raised those interest yes. rates uh, higher than expected. And this is all happening in real time. Uh, and you're a financial brand navigating this yes. in real time. How is that going so far? I mean, it's a crazy situation. I'm sure you're finding yourself in. It, it's a it, it's a it's a really different situation. I mean, I think we, what we have become over the last few years is um, nothing if not agile. Um, actually, if you put your mind back, um, banks and financial services company haven't companies haven't dealt with a rising interest rate environment for a long time. Um, it's been very stable, very low. So actually, what we're having to do is kind of rediscover and rebuild muscles that we perhaps haven't used in anger for a long time, as we are. Um, uh, continuously looking at mortgage rates, continuously looking at savings rates, passing on savings rates to customers, communicating savings rates. And actually, in the context of a cost of living crisis, um, what we're really trying to do is make sure that we are still talking to, this is the best place to have your money. You know, with HSBC, you've got a very secure organization, but also with some great rates and things. So you can save even in cost of living, but actually also if you're struggling, come to us. So we've had to pivot, and it's probably our favorite word at the moment, pivot, pivot, um, around a number of different things as we've seen the sort of economic um, um, conditions change. And with the, there was an earlier in the year, a little bit of uh, instability around the global banking system. Mm -hmm. Again, HSBC found itself in the middle of that 
by picking up Silicon Valley Bank yes. as well. Yes, um, uh, I mean, an incredibly exciting thing to have worked on. Um, the the acquisition has, um, uh, I mean, I think both companies look at it and go that we, we, can, we can bring the best of both worlds together. Um, there's a remarkable alignment between the SVB UK team's purpose and vision and, and the HSBC um, purpose of opening up a world of opportunity. Um, and we have worked um, incredibly quickly and closely with the SVB team to rebrand them HSBC Innovation Banking, which we launched last week at Tech Week. So it's been a, a, a crazy but great fun few few weeks and months. Yeah, I mean, you know, you've mentioned agile, pivot, pivot, pivot already. <laughs> That must also be the case for your customers that you're serving at the moment. Have you seen any change in how customers are engaging with you and what their needs are at the moment? I think what we're seeing is, uh, and actually all financial services institutions in the UK at the moment are seeing this, when we look at sort of brand um, brand engagement, is that we're seeing it go up. Uh, so there is more interest in and consideration of and awareness of financial services brands across the piece, and we're, we're, we're no different. Um, and what we see in times of more of change, of uncertainty, of instability, is customers do turn to banks more and more. We're not normally a high engagement category, um, but actually when things are swirling around you, it's, uh, it's something that we see customers turn to more and more. And what we're also seeing is in some of the work that we were doing earlier in the year and the back end of last year is really trying to communicate to customers. Often customers are reticent to come to banks, particularly if they're struggling a little bit. And what we really wanted to do was really get the message across very clearly that we're here for you. We're here to help. We have incredible specialists who can help customers who are facing difficulties. And almost the way that we looked at that was to try and really land a message that um, make the last person, the last place that you'd think of turning to the first, um, which landed really well with customers in terms of you can come to us. But we don't send to you. We don't, we don't judge. We just are here to help. Um, so quite a difference in that sort of engagement level with customers that we've seen. Have you had to make any other changes to your products or messaging or insight gathering processes to meet the pace of these both changing needs and also unexpected economic shock? Um, yes, we, we are um, constantly looking at pricing um, with, with the interest rate changes. Uh, but we were also looking at sort of how do you talk to, how, do you, how can we talk simply about products? Are we getting it across really clearly what a product can do for a customer? I think also in the UK, um, there's a piece of regulation coming in called consumer duty, which is, a, which is a real gift of a piece of re regulation. Not often somebody says that, but it really makes us think very hard about how can you place customers right at the heart of what you're doing and how can we make sure that we're delivering good outcomes. So not just the sort of the external economic um, uh, things going on, but also the regulatory landscape is really pushing us to think very hard and act quite differently around how we talk about financial services and how we help customers and how we actually help nudge customers towards the products that might help them more. So we can see if somebody sat with a lot of money on a current account not earning any interest, then we, we absolutely should and do tell them there's a better product for you over here. As a brand, how do you balance the very real short-term urgency with long-term marketing objectives? It's like a constant juggling <laughs> act. It really is. I feel a little frustrated with us as marketers because I think we've created these two polarised things that shouldn't be polarised. It's absolutely an and conversation. It's a balancing it's an act. It's absolute balancing act. So for me, and my, I treat it almost like a good old-fashioned graphic equaliser. Um, you, you never want to play a song with too much treble or too much bass. You need to get it just right. And so we're having to tweak that constantly to make sure that we are driving short-term performance, but also always looking at a, a, a dashboard of metrics that includes that long-term brand health, brand growth. Because we know that in the long term, if we don't do that, actually it impacts our short-term performance. 
So for me, it's, it's just a constant balancing act of a little bit up and down, a little bit up and down, but in, within parameters that we set to go, we're comfortable that we can lower something for a short period of time while we focus somewhere else, but we can't do that on a long-term basis. What about the continuity of your brand values and foundations? I presume that's something that you're thinking about all the way through that yes. is the same regardless of you know whether there's economic upheaval Absolutely. or whether you're looking to grow long-term. Absolutely. Um, so where we start from HSBC is our purpose, which is to open up a world of opportunity. We are an unashamedly international bank um, who is also a great bank for UK customers. And, um, and actually in the UK, our focus is we're trying to open up a world of opportunity by building the financial health of, um, of, of the communities and citizens that we serve. So it's really interesting when you take that perspective and then you look at what's going on in the outside world, because really what we're focused on is how do you build financial inclusion? How do you ensure that even for those who are excluded from banking services, you bring them in and help them to get that first foot um, uh, on the ladder? How do you actually build financial resilience so that people can weather some of these storms a bit more readily than they have? How do we build financial education? And then how do we actually unlock opportunity? So there's, those are the lenses that we're always looking at things through when we're developing products, when we're going to market in terms of communication strategies and so on. How have you ensured that your client agency relationships have really been fit for purpose uh, in the last 18 months? Have you changed any of those processes or expectations through the campaign development period to either get work or pivot more quickly? or to get more out of those specific partnerships? Um, we A lot of different things. Um, we're, we're blessed with some great partners. Um, but I think the one, the biggest thing that we've done, um, which is different, is again to try and go, don't think about demand gen and brand, bring it all together into a budget, and then go, what's the best thing for us to do? How can we use this? But also to actually really broaden our thinking and go, don't think about media unless you're thinking about owned and earned as well. Um, it paid can be used to boost things, but actually really, really think through the experience that you're trying to deliver to customers and then put money behind it when it's a really great experience. Um, so, so we've really gone from some slightly um, separated planning into much more, here's the pot of money, what's the best way to optimise it, and how does that fit with the experiences that we're delivering? So more holistic planning. Do you have anything that you're prioritising at the moment from a tech or a media point of view with that exactly that in mind? So there's a couple of things that we're really keen and we've been exploring. So um, we, we entered a, a media sponsorship with Channel 4 earlier this year, sponsoring um, the Channel 4 coverage of Formula One. Um, for us, that was just a really great audience um, match, but also um, some great viewing numbers and it enabled us to buy really cost effective, always on media, above the line media buy. Um, We've got some other news coming soon about another partnership that we're looking at again to say, how can we get some more sort of like stability um, and be always on and always visible in certain areas? Um, so around media, that's been some of our strategy. How can we actually get great value by perhaps taking some longer term views? Um, in terms of technology, we are exploring AI. I think everybody is. Um, we've already done some work on um, actually using AI to take um, stock creative and actually tweak it and overlay it to make it work harder for us, which we saw some great results in our corporate bank with that. Um, and we are looking as an organization in HSBC, there's all sorts of different tests going on within our data teams across different parts of the bank around how can you use AI, specifically in marketing. We're now looking at how can you use it to improve your customer communication? How can you use it to test things? How can you use it as a champion challenger? Um, and how can we use it in creative as well? So a number of tests and learns, really, that we want to look at to see how can we use it well and wisely um, and sort of not be a slave to it as well. Right. And that's been a really hot topic of conversation in the last few months. Have, have there been any real light bulb moments for you in terms of the results of that work where you've either gone, OK, this is something mm -hmm. we want to continue or this is something we need to learn from and iterate further down the line? I, th I think 
I wouldn't say light bulb moments, but I think there are a number of things where you suddenly step back and go, gosh, we could have used AI there and it would have been much more, much more effective. Um, it could have been more efficient. It could have been quicker. Equally, there's other things where you go, no, that's not quite right. And I think we were having a conversation yesterday about the sort of like the art and the role of a creative director. And, and actually, it's the blend of use AI where it's brilliant, but actually some of that human creativity, which can look at something and go, I've seen that before and it's not that different. AI is always going to be very similar. Um, so because it learns from the past, whereas uh, there's a real uh, there's real learns around actually how you blend AI and human capability as well. You've mentioned some of the ways that AI can add value yeah. to your business. Are there any inherent risks that you're thinking about, especially as a financial brand? Yes. You have very real regulatory responsibilities around privacy and around data. Yes. Any any type of risks that you see that you're foreseeing needing I, to think about? I think about? The, big, the biggest risk that we see as we look across the piece or that I see is the the risk of bias. Um, and how do you actually make sure that you are being fair, transparent and balanced and not building bias into models? And that's a really, really core part of the uh, data policies that we have. When the pressure is on and budgets mm -hmm. are in a crunch and we've seen some brands are cutting back on marketing spend yeah. at the moment, how have you gone about making the case internally for investing in marketing as a key business driver? Um, I, I, the, where I've always started is um, trying to um, walk the walk around talking about marketing as an investment and a driver for growth, not as a cost line. Um, it can be quite attractive when cost cutting comes because it can be quite a large number, um, larger than lots of other sorts of um, budget lines in, in many instances. The, the key thing that I've tried to do is take the conversation up away from there's a big number, let's cut it, into what's effective cost management. Um, and sometimes what's happening is that marketing's easy because it's a big number and it's generally quite well managed. Um, the, 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 the challenge that I've put is like, how do, we, what's the, how do we look at where we are not having effective cost management, where there's some lazy cost management in other parts of our organization to go, let's really go after that. Let's really build our cost management muscle as an exco and as a collective. And then, then we come to marketing really, really at the end rather than other ways around. I think historically we've probably gone to it a little bit too soon. It's a little bit easier than some of the other things we have to do. So that's my, my strategy has been to try and elevate that conversation into a wider conversation around cost management, not just let's cut the marketing budget. How much does evidence of marketing effectiveness play for you in being able to convince your C-suite colleagues internally around the real impact of your marketing spend over both the short term and the long term? Um, it plays a significant role. Um, that the marketing effectiveness Plus things like what's happening in the competitive environment, you know, what's our share of voice? What are some of our brand metrics? For me, there's a really, uh, we need to have a, a holistic view around what are the KPIs that we're measuring for and to and why? And when we have some that might be slightly contradictory, but how do we tell that story? Um, so it does play a real role. Um, equally, sometimes the rummy of um, the return on marketing investment that we look at might be relatively low and you could put your money somewhere else, but there's a strategic reason why we want to actually pursue growth in a particular area. With those kind of things, what I would do and what the team does is we, we go and talk to the our product partners around, if you were looking at this from a pure marketing effectiveness play, you'd put your money here, not there. However, we need to make a grown-up decision, say, are we going to do something slightly different? So I think in all of these things, it's a rounded conversation using some key metrics, but not being absolutely um, driven solely by those. Lots of innovation is coming out of financial services, both from legacy brands and also mm -hmm. fintech startups and other challenger brands. What new innovations are exciting you the most in the banking space that you see as a real opportunity for the HSBC brand to embrace and grow? 
I think I, I, there's lots and lots of innovation, but what I get really excited about is when I th- see things scaling so that lots and people, lots and lots of people can benefit from it. So actually, as we've seen um, really helpful tools and capabilities build in apps for customers so they can manage their money better. Um, those are the kind of things that I get very excited about in terms of it's, it's not necessarily a shiny new thing, but it's something that's scaled and become normal. And actually, you see a whole generation of people better able to manage their money. Um, so I think those are some of the things that are really exciting in financial services. Ultimately, that's what we're about. We're here to help people make more of their money, help companies grow, open up opportunity. So it's being able to take something innovative and new, but then apply that at scale, um, which sort of excites me about what we do at HSBC. And as HSBC, you have quite a large market share within the UK and you have a real ability to scale a lot of that innovation and really embed it within the UK market. I think one of the things that we talk about internally is um, in addition to sort of like wanting to build that financial health in the UK is really that um, we are big, we are genuinely big enough to make a difference. Sometimes big corporates and, and us as well can be seen as too big to care. Actually, what we're very keen to sort of like demonstrate is that we are big enough to make a difference. So if we get behind something, a bit like the shelter partnership that we have, um, we, we, have we are genuinely making a difference with shelter um, to homelessness. So, um, so that, that's a very important part of what we do. Yeah, we're going to jump a little bit into that. <laughs> Into that soon. I'm looking forward to hearing about it uh, because there is a misconception about financial services marketing that it can be dry or stuck in, you know, old tropes and stereotypes. All about products and features, and we and we love products and features in financial services marketing. But what I think is interesting is that HSBC has used humour and storytelling to differentiate yourself in the UK. Tell me a little bit about the motivations behind that approach and also the impact it's had on your marketing effectiveness. Um, so, so yes, absolutely. The, the, the approach is really that financial services, is you know, money is a very serious matter and it's very important, but you don't always have to be serious when you're talking about it. And sometimes a message can be landed much more effectively with humour. Um, um, so if somebody walks away with a smile, certainly I know that the, the adverts and the stories that I remember are the ones that I, can, I, I know have made me smile, have made me laugh. Um, some of them laugh out loud. Um, so what we've been trying to do is go, what's the best way to actually engage people and, 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 and engage them in financial services? Um, and we found that actually some of the work that we've done with Richard um, and the, the, the storytelling we've done has really, um, has really landed well. And actually, I don't think I'm sharing too many state secrets if I say the, the ad awareness that we've had from our most recent advert, which is actually a product advert, but a product that was so deeply ingrained in our brand purpose and our, and our sort of our brand superpower of being international is that it, it actually landed almost like a brand advert as well as a product. So, um, so we've, seen, we've seen the highest levels of ad awareness and ad engagement that we've seen for a very long time from that. So for the benefit for our international listeners, explain a little bit about that campaign you're referring to. Uh, obviously, the actor in question yeah. is, is well known in the UK, yes. but less so. Take us behind the scenes of that and how it all came so, together. So... We've been using Richard at HSBC for, uh, gosh, about five or six years now. And he's a... And he's a comedian in the UK. Um, very, very dry sense of humour. A very smart guy. Um, and um, what? Uh, and he, he sort of has a brilliant way of observing what's going on and commentating and commenting on, and passing observation about things. So we've been, used, been able to use that really well to sort of demonstrate. So we'll go right back to our sort of like the first um, advert that Richard did for us. We're not an island. Um, is was all about actually we're, we're such an international organ, uh, company we're an international organization an international company an international but actually the Brits we consume everything from all over the place um, and a nation of explorers so 
just the 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 observe, observation of that right the way through to our most recent campaign, which is um, Richard with our Global Money um, Card, which is a, a, a an international wallet uh, with multiple currencies in it. Um, really just showing you all the different places that you can just pay like a local, pay like a local wherever you are with the HSBC Global Money Card. Um, but we were we were very entertained and, and quite keen to keep the scene in where he rips his trousers off on the beach to reveal his brown corduroy tr- shorts underneath his brown corduroy suit. But again, what we're trying to do constantly is go make us make a serious message, but with some humour um, so that it lands well. And that's something that makes a campaign that's perhaps about international yeah. money transfer fees. Yes. Something that's really memorable for your yeah. audiences. Absolutely. And I don't think many other banks really would have had a giant pink flamingo front and centre in their... Um, in their advertising, so um, so we, we 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 want to demonstrate that we are different and we think a little bit differently. Do you think the flamingo could become a distinctive brand asset? <laughs> do you think? Now there is a thought. <laughs> yeah, um, I want to jump into some of the purpose-driven campaigns that you've done because I know that's been a really yes. important part of what you've been working on. You've done some things around um, tackling homelessness, yes. as you mentioned, with the British charity Shelter. Yes, uh, and also financial abuse and domestic abuse. Yes. Um, how did you decide to tackle those specific issues? So if I wind it right back, um, we have a most phenomenal team called Financial Inclusion and Vulnerability Team who have been working on some of this stuff for a long, long time. Um, and really what we wanted to do was we, we don't want to talk about things that we can't substantiate, that we can't really put us and go, we are making a difference and we've done something here. So actually there have been work going on with Shelter for three or four years before we started to talk about it much more publicly and bring it, bring it actually sort of into our advertising. Um, and at that point, we were able to actually say we've helped this number of thousands of people um, to actually open a bank account. Because in the UK, if you don't have a bank account, you don't get paid your benefits from the government into it. It's difficult to get a salary paid into it. You almost certainly can't get into rented accommodation. And so it does become a real vicious circle. It's the centre of the ecosystem absolutely, of life. Absolutely. And so therefore, enabling those who are most vulnerable to be able to open a bank account to take that first step is something that. It's very close to what we're trying to do. Actually, HSBC can make a difference. Um, and But the work had been going on for a long time with Shelter to make that process work, to enable us to do this and to cover all of the regulatory requirements that we need to do around things like anti-money laundering and knowing your customer um, before we actually went and went into a campaign. So similarly, actually, with domestic abuse is we have safe spaces in all of our branches. Uh, that's, that's the stuff that's been going on for a long time. Um, what we're very keen, what my, t- my team and I, we, we don't we don't want to go out there and 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 talk about something when it's one or two people. We want it to be substantive, um, and go. We really are making a difference here. Actually, in some of the research that we did around the vicious circle advert when we were making it and and researching it, was we would have non-customers going, "Do you really do that? Do you really really do that?" And then go, I'm going to go and find out if my bank does that. So, so, but it had to be real. It couldn't be sort of a miss some rainbows. It had to be, we, we are doing this if you're going to go out and talk about it. But equally, we've just announced a, a, an extended partnership with Shelter as well to really um, help them to um, help others even more. So, And you've really worked hard to bring HSBC's mm-hmm. brand proposition in terms of what you offer in terms of product and services. Absolutely. And then translated that into these under uh, these vulnerable communities yes. that you can help. Absolutely, absolutely. And if anybody's in Kings Cross at the moment, they will see a live activation for Shelter um, that we're doing today, um, just to re-emphasise that partnership that we have with somebody trying to hang on on a wall in the middle of Kings Cross. So, um, so if anybody sees that, let us know what you think. Uh, I 
have a couple more questions for you. Uh, What do you see as the biggest challenge and opportunity facing marketers in the next 12 months? I think AI is a massive challenge and a massive opportunity. Um, And I think there'll be lots of energy spent on chasing rainbows and then um, some really, really well spent energy on chasing after things that will make a massive difference. Uh, The challenge is always which is which. Um, So I think that is both a challenge and an opportunity. Um, I think inflation in all its senses is a real challenge for uh, financial services marketers. Um, it, it is a changing landscape. Um, I said we we as a bank are operating in a, in a world that lots lots of the teams haven't operated in before, um, and actually our customers are operating in the UK in a world that they simply haven't experienced for a lot of them. So um, so our ability to um, respond to those challenges and that cost of living challenge and the, and the impact of inflation is a is a real challenge. But if we do it well, it's also a great opportunity. What are you most proud of as the CMO for HSBC? Through all of this upheaval, what are the what are the accomplishments and what have the important lessons been? I, I'm super proud of the work that we do to actually support um, um, the homelessness and um, and the um, financial abuse um, propositions. Um, and that makes me proud to work for an organisation like HSBC that we we stand front and centre and we put a lot of effort and money and time and skills behind that. I'm I'm very proud of. Um, of the work that the team have done in actually massively improving our digital maturity. Over the last two or three years, we've gone from being sort of nascent on the BCG Google matrix to being multi-moment and actually seen as a leader in the UK. Um, and that's down to the hard work of, um, of the team. Um, and um, and I'm, I'm really proud of the fact that we've actually won Cannes Lions in the past for the work around um, homelessness and the shelter proposition. So there's some amazing things that, that we're doing. As, as a brand, I just think HSBC is a, a, a phenomenal brand. Um, and when you take a step back, um, it is a brand that is big enough to make a difference. Um, and if we can deliver on helping the, um, the UK to become financially healthier, um, that's, that kind of makes me feel pretty good. Well, that is a worthy mission, I think. And that's a great place to leave it. I want to thank you so much for joining us on the Walk podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure. That was Becky Moffat, Chief Marketing Officer for the UK at HSBC. Thanks so much for tuning into this interview mini-series. For more exclusive insights from CMOs, check out more of our interviews on walk.com or on this podcast. Have a great day.